received a message from uh, Pastor Koloeni. He was wishing all of us a happy Sabbath. May the good Lord bless him as well, wherever he is today, where he's serving God's people. Um, we thank God for that. Our theme today, we will be saying, nobody has it all. Nobody has it all. We are all underdogs in one way or another. Um, we only linger below God's grace and we're able to hang, in, hang it on as he wishes and as he pleases. But the fact of the matter is one. Uguti, nobody has it all. You know, we... We bought a car somewhere around 1995, I think. We bought a brand new Audi. It was a uh, navy bluish in color, like a jacket car, brother more. Uh, very beautiful. And uh, we drove it for some time, but unfortunately, yes, it was involved in a car accident. And, and then it was, it was finished off. I had to get another car. The second one was actually a red one. And I learned from owning a brand new car that you drive the car up until to a point whereby uh, e, the, the warranty comes to an end. And after the warranty period, then the car starts to give you some sort of like problems. You start to battle with it now. Uh, you don't get the mileage like you used to have. Safe, a safe journey all the time. Somehow along the way, it will start getting to heat up, you know, on the, on the engine you've got to stop and go and look for some water and pour in and, and you just barely make it to your destination. And I learned that uh, as people looked at this car, they loved it, it was red. Those people who know what happens during February, you know, it, it was a red gift to, to my loved one, to my, to my wife. I it. It was a nice Valentine from, from my wife. But I learned from, from, from that. Uguti, nobody has it all. Everything looks glittering and beautiful on the outside. But actually on the inside, it is the builder or the maker or the owner or the one who drives it. Who knows what are the problems that are stuck basically in this car. The, the, the defects inside are known by the builder. Yeah. You, you don't have it fully perfect. It can look posh on the outside, but something somewhere is not kosher with it, even with us as we look at each other today. You know, I remember, I remember uh, Rachel. Do you remember Rachel? A very beautiful lady. That's what the Bible says. It says Rachel was very beautiful. She was so beautiful to an extent that even Jacob, his, uh, his husband, had to work another 40 years just to have her as, 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 as his wife. Beautiful as she was. But the Bible tells us, Uti, Rachel was beautiful, but she was unproductive. She looked beautiful on the outside. But basically on the inside, she was basically, there was basically nothing for the husband to be happy, you know, about. But there was Leah. Leah was ugly on the inside. The Bible says so. The Bible says Leah was very, she was actually ugly. But Leah was productive. Look at these disparities. Both of them, when you look on the outside, you get a certain uh, a picture, you know, of it. 
But the inside of it, is it is actually the builder or the maker or the one who uses it, who knows exactly in what condition it is. I have learned, I have learned that uh, nobody has it all. It has been a lesson for me for some time. Uh, no matter we can envy each other and we might wish we've got the things that others are having. Others have got... Uh, uh, they've got, they've got, they've got, they, 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 they've got marriages, and the, the marriages look glittering on the outside, but on the inside, one of the partners want, has has had it. He has just had it. He wants to just get freed and, and to get loose and to go on a different path altogether. You might look at me today and you think I'm, I am healthy because I'm looking at you and I'm laughing. And everything looks very kosher and nice. You don't know what are the things that are eating me on the inside. You know, um, as I was uh, sick during this past period, uh, certain days I will be sleeping next to my wife, you know, during the, 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 uh, the night up until the next morning. And I will be having no sleep at all. I will try to close my eyes and wish that I'll be able to bring uh, some bit of sleep to myself and I will just miss it up until half past six in the morning. You know, I will look at her during, during the night. She'll be sleep, sleeping there cozily and sometimes in a, you know, snoring <laughs> and with me battling to find my sleep next to me. And the next morning people look, look at me and they think I'm just fine. And they look at me, I'm talking, I'm laughing and I'm, I just look like somebody who's very jolly and, and, and sort of like very happy. But on the inside, I'm dying. I haven't had my sleep. Maybe some of you, you look healthy on the inside. You find that you've got a lot of money, but you don't have health. Others have got a lot of, the others are healthy. They've got a lot of money. Nobody has it all. Others have got children. And they thank God for the blessings that he's got. But those children are actually not very good in, the, in, the, in their mind. They, and you look at them and you wish you were children too. But you don't know what the parents going through in having these children. Life is not looking like it seems. It looks very, very different on the outside. And on the inside, it's only the people who are in who knows how difficult it is. I have learned... That the life that we are living, sometimes it looks very, very kosher on the outside. And it gives you a picture which is actually totally false. A picture that might make you feel mesmerized and you will wish you were in that particular person's shoes. And you don't know what that person is actually going through. I have learned that nobody has it all. Others have got jobs and you don't know what are they going through when they go to work each and every morning. They go there and it's hell on earth. They are pulling so hard to a certain extent that they wish they didn't get the jobs even uh, in, the, in the first place. And uh, it, is, it, is, it is also very important for us to recognize that even in these uh, difficult circumstances, it is God who chooses the weak to advance his goals on earth. You might be pulling hard. You might be having a difficult time. Others might be looking at you and thinking you are happy. They might be thinking that your marriage is everything that they could wish for on earth. They don't know when you walk into that yard 
when you go into that house, when you go into that bedroom, what is it that you are going through? They don't know how much hurt are you going through because of your, of your, of your, of your spouse. They don't know how much hurt are you going through, maybe because of the children that you are having. I've learned that God, even, even in these circumstances, he uses those people who seem like they are compromised for him to achieve his goals. I just want to go through maybe just around about maybe five of these examples where God has shown that even in the deepest of our calamities, even in the seriousness of the difficult times that we go through as individuals, or even as families, or as friends, or even as church members, even, 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 even in the toughest of those times, God still finds it uh, possible to use us even in those difficult situations. I just want to take you through to the story of Israel. who During the bondage in Egypt, when, when everyone looked at Israel, as they were going through the harsh times in the, ta- in the time when they were under bondage in, in Egypt, they were going through very terrible times. Their feet were broken because of the work that they were doing, because they were using their feet to mix the mud they were using to build those huge buildings of, uh, of uh, Egypt. Their lives were tough. They were not able to even get food. Their bodies were torn from being beaten by the, by the, by the Egyptians. And God decided that he was going to rescue them. When you read Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 7 to 8, you find that uh, God uh, saved Israel, not because of Uguti they were better than the rest of the other nations, not because they were many or there was something about them that was special. There was nothing special about Israel. It was not because of their number that God actually uh, rescued them from, from, from Egypt. But God used, through his grace, he actually saved them and took them to the, to the, to the glorious land, where the land that he has promised their, their forefathers. And what I'm saying to you today is we might look strong, we might look perfect, but it is only God who knows what we are going through. And it is him who, in our deepest of our tragedies that we're going through, in the situations that we are in, who picks us up and uses us as he wishes to achieve his goals. I will want to tell you again about the story of Gideon and the Midianites. Gideon uh, was also surprised why God called on him. Uh, He even asked God, why me? When God said to him, I want you to go and fight the Midianites. And uh, Gideon looked at himself. He said, I don't have even the experience of being a warrior in war. I've never even held a javelin in my own hand. I've never even watched any war in front of me. And God, why me? But God decided to choose Gideon in the situation that he was in. Though he had nothing that he could actually put on the, on the, on the table for God to use, he even claims that from the tribe that I'm coming in, the tribe of Manasseh, I'm even of a smaller tribe. There's nothing good about me. There's nothing better that you can rely on that I'll be able to fight and win the war with the Midianites. But even so, God chose him. But you see, what God does when he uses you, he actually equips you and he gives you the implements and the trade and the, and the, and the instruments of the trade for you to go forward and be able to use. God says to him, you know, you've got a th- a thousands of, uh, of, of, of these farmers 
who have never faced any war in their lifetime. They are too many. Uh, I, need, I, need, I need a lot less number of them. And he takes them down a brook. And he says to them, go, go down and drink. Others kneel down and, and they take the water. They cup it into their own mouths and they drink. Others go with their mouths and their tongue just like dogs. They actually scoop the water into their mouths. And God says, no, choose only those who are on their knees. And, and God gave him only about 300 of those warriors who have never fo- faced a war before. But, and God said to them, this is the army that is going to represent me. When you look at this, at this, at this army of God, inexperienced as it was, uh, you will look at them and you will think that God is sending these people through to a slaughter. Just as we think sometimes when God gives us a message or he sends us to go and do certain things for him. But with these 300 um, uh, 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 unskilled and also uh, uh, who, have, who have never even faced any war in their own time, God won the war with the Midianites. You see, the Midianites used to attack Israel. What they did was every time during the season when, it's, uh, when the crops have already ripened, the Midianites will come and rip everything on the, on, the, on the fields of the Israelites. And they will take it to their own country. And they will eat it there. Israel will be left with nothing to eat. They will be staying there with, uh, you know, hungry, with nothing to feed even their own uh, uh, children. And God thought that it was enough. Let me end this thing just right here. And God called upon Gideon. And Gideon thought that he was not fully, fully equipped to be able to face uh, this war. He thought that he, because of his inexperience and also being unskilled, he would not be able to fight this war. But you see, it is God who understands us better. It is God who chooses the weak to advance his goals and his wishes. And it is God who through us as well achieves his aim in whatever situations that we are in. I have learned, I have learned that the battle is not for the swift. I have learned that the war is not for those who have been skilled in, in, in war, but it is for those who have been uh, equipped by the only mighty one of heaven, who have been given the, uh, the, the, the armaments of heaven to be able to face the battle. And, and Gideon went, and as he came back, he came back with the spoils. They beat the Midianites from, from that day onwards. They were free uh, to reap their own crops any, any year as the years went by. Can I tell you also about the story of David and Goliath? When you look at David, David, his father didn't like him. His father didn't love him. He sent him out into the fields, out into the field, very far from home, where he was supposed to keep uh, and, 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 and look after the sheep. David was a good shepherd. The, his father's sheep grew in number, but the father still was not pleased. He wanted David dead. When you read the story about David, you don't know about this thing. You don't understand that David went through a very terrible time as a child. He was a small uh, boy when he was sent out into the field. And his father knew quite correctly that there there were beasts of the field that could have devoured this young boy. But still he sent him because he wanted him to die and be eaten by the beasts of of the fields. And God, and and, and David, uh, when, when you look at him, you would have felt sorry for him, but he didn't feel sorry for himself because he knew that there is a God in heaven who was taking care of him. You see, it is important 
that we are also uh, on our own, uh, properly schooled, that nobody has it all. Everybody might look perfect and happy. And some of us here, we look at each other, we laugh and we look joyful and very happy and satisfied. We even ask each other, how was the week? And we say the week was perfect. And if you ask the person, was it really perfect? You see the person shaking his head or her head to say it was not as perfect as I wish. I was not happy. But what can I say? It was the week as all weeks are, difficult as it was. Nobody has it all. Even David didn't have it all. David, uh, when, when the father uh, met with the prophet uh, uh, the, 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 the prophet Samuel, when God had sent him to, 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 uh, uh, to bless David and to anoint him as a king, you know, uh, somebody would have thought Abiah, the eldest brother of David, was going to be the one who was going to be anointed. Because he looked, for, he looked the part. He was tall. He had shoulders. He was well built, very beautiful and light-skinned a very handsome gentleman, and he, he had the body for it, but to God, he was not fit. And when God looked at him, he, was, he didn't have it all that God wanted. Because, just as the story goes, nobody has it all. They might look perfect in your eyes, but it is only the maker who knows what's going on inside, in their, in, in their own lives. And the story goes that David was called and summoned to his father's house. When he arrived, Yes, there was, there was Samuel and his brothers, all of them older than him. All of them were not perfect and they were not fit for God's call to be a, a king for, for his nation, uh, Israel. Because nobody has it all. That is the story that we need to focus on today. Nobody has it all. And Samuel anointed David, anointed him king over the, the nation of Israel. I could see David one day when the, the nation was facing uh, Goliath, I could see him as a small boy. Everyone who looked at him felt pity for David. But you see, as you look at him, you think he is not fit for the part because nobody has it all. But because it was God's call and David had an experience with walking with God, what you see was not what it is. Because sometimes we get blinded and we get fooled by our vision. We look at things and we look at them and we think they are beneficial to us, whereas they are not good for us, even for our own consumption. And David, the story goes, that uh, he went on uh, to, to face Goliath. I could imagine the Philistines, as they were looking at David, as they were clamping their feet down, they were thinking that it is all over. We have won. We have now beaten Israel. As they were looking at this small boy who was coming up the mountain, going to face Goliath. He, there was no hope in, in the eyes of, uh, of uh, God's people Israel. As they looked upon uh, the small boy going up, they, they, they were only hoping that a miracle could happen, that he might maybe grow and be big, but he couldn't because he was just a small boy. That is who he was. As he went up, he faced Goliath. When you read the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 37 to 46, he says to, to, to Goliath, you come to me with a javelin and a spear, and I'm, and I'm coming to you with the name of the Lord and the, the Lord of hosts. 
You might have looked at David, you might have thought the war is over, the small boy will be beaten. And he was the one who beat Goliath. Things are not the way they seem. Always as we look at them, we need to know that it is only by, by God's grace that we make it. Because life as it is, it has got a way of telling us a story. But some of the stories are not true uh, in our vision. What about Moses? Moses was a small boy. As an infant, he, there was no hope for him to live because there was, a, there was a word from the king that all boys who were born from the nation of, uh, of, uh, of the Hebrews must be killed. He was one of those. And by God's grace, he was actually saved through a mir miraculous uh, 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 doing of God. And Moses comes during one day as he was walking in the fields. He sees this burning bush and God calls him. He wants to send him to rescue Israel. And Moses asks, how God, do you want to send me? Who am I? What have I got that you can actually choose me? I can't even speak. I stutter. And when you look at me, I also have got a crime that I committed against the very same people of Egypt. I can't go there and actually uh, negotiate the release of your own people. And God says to him, you are the right one. You are the one that I'm going to send. I will equip you and make you fit for, for purpose. That is what God, actually God does to us. He makes us fit for purpose, for his own purpose and his own will. And the story goes that uh, Moses went and he faced Pharaoh, the king of the Egyptians. He, he went and faced him and, and, and he told him that God, the who I, I am, is saying, let my people go. And Pharaoh had no other option but to let Pharaoh, uh, but to let God's people be released. When you looked at Moses, you, you would have felt shame for him. He stutters for some few minutes, maybe sometimes uh, without being able to even utter a word, with, with Pharaoh looking at him and wondering, what is this poor creature doing in front of me? He can't even speak. But because he was anointed of God, he was chosen by God as his instrument to go and release and get Israel uh, released from the bondage, uh, from the hand of Pharaoh. It is God who chooses, uh, who makes and actually equips us for his own uh, 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 doing and for his own uh, aims. We are learning today, brethren and sisters, that not everything looks the way that it is. Everything, as we look at it, it tells us a story, and the story is simple. It says to us, nobody has it all. It says to us, we are all underdogs in one way or, an, or another. It is only through God that we are able. On our own, we can do nothing. On our own, we can achieve nothing. Some of us, when we finished our, our, our schooling, we couldn't find jobs. We looked around, we went, we had the best qualifications ever, but we couldn't make it. We, 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 some of us here, uh, we, we, we want to have spouses and have our own families. Uh, that is our, our wish. And, 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 and we, everyone has got his own wish. Everyone has got his own goal that he has set for himself uh, in life. Everyone wishes something good for himself. But the story is actually straight and simple. Uh, nobody has it all. 
even if you can, you can look at your neighbor, he might be driving a, a Porsche, a BMW, a brand new uh, X5. Uh, actually, uh, you, you, you will look at him and wish you had the same uh, a big car. You, you were in his shoes, but you don't know that what that person is going through. Because life is not like the way it seems. People are not what you actually see. Can I tell you also about the story of Daniel? Daniel in Babylon. When you read Daniel chapter 1, verse 3 to 7, Daniel was a teenager, a captive uh, in the land of Babylon. He also uh, looked like a small boy. He was also very young. He was actually a teenager, but he was very bright. When you looked at him, you would have felt sorry for him as he was standing there and the king had given an instruction for everyone to bow down and kneel in front of that statue. And as everyone was kneeling down, uh, uh, Daniel was one amongst those few who were standing up and uh, who decided they were not going to bow down. And you looked at him, you would have felt sorry for him because he looked so small, but you didn't know what, is inside, what was inside uh, Daniel. He looked small, but on the inside was something big and something huge that God had Im implanted inside him. He was, he was of a slender or maybe of a small built body, but when it comes to God's wish and God's plan, he was a giant. So how many of us uh, today, how many of us today, we wish we were not in these bodies that we are in? We might not be who we think we are. We wish to be somebody else, but that somebody else doesn't wish to be himself. Maybe he wishes himself dead. You don't know. Because nobody has it all. Nobody has it all. Us against the flesh and the world and the devil. When you look at us as, as, as members of the church today, we are underdogs in church. We've got a history of being evil. Um, but God is the only one who gives us the increase. Um, he is the only one who says, I was once dead, but now I'm alive. He is the only one who actually equips us and gives us the power and the ability to be able to make it in a life where there is torture, in a life which is difficult, in a life where, where sometimes our pillows are full of our tears and uh, we cry the whole night because things are not working out the way we wish they were. Because nobody has it all. You, uh, you might be looking at me uh, and wishing you were maybe in my own shoes. You might be wishing at me and wishing that you had my education. You might be looking at me and wishing that you've got the wealth that I have. You don't know that what I'm, what I'm actually going through. Maybe I don't wish to even be myself. Or maybe I even don't wish to be alive during this moment. You don't know. Because the fact of the matter, nobody has it all. It is only Jesus who is complete. And nobody has it all on this planet and this, and this earth. I put uh, Ellen White. We as human beings, we brought nothing to God but sin. We brought nothing for him to be proud about. But even in those situations, God had a message for us. You know, when you read James chapter 3, verse 2, uh, God has got some words for us here. James. Uti, for we, we all often stumble and fall and offend in many things. And if anyone does not offend in speech, he is a fully developed character and a perfect man, 
able to control his whole body and to keep his entire nature. And this is actually impossible. It is not possible that we are able to control ourselves because we don't have control over our own destiny. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow when you wake up tomorrow morning. You don't know what's going to happen even on Monday. Nobody knew in January that in February we were going to be under lockdown. Others had actually prophesied. I remember I was watching one video of uh, Bushiri. Bushiri was telling his church that this year was going to be a very prosperous year. Everyone was going to have uh, millions in the bank. Everyone was going to be successful. We all are going to be happy before the end of the year. February, Corona stri strike. And then we went through the lockdown. Lockdown number, 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 number five. Lockdown number four. Lockdown number three. Lockdown number two. And lockdown number one. And when we thought the lockdown number one was still, was still on, where is Bushiri now? He's, he's sleeping in, 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 a, in a cell somewhere in jail. And he is the very prophet who told us this year was going to be a prosperous year. Things don't look like they are. You might look at them from the outside. It's, it is only God who knows what is happening on, on the inside. Uh, I want to read uh, for you as well 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20. Um, Timothy has this to say. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, uh, verse uh, 20. Um, uh, 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 uh. Just bear with me. <clears throat> Second Timothy chapter two, verse twenty uh, to twenty-two. Uh, Timothy has this to say. But in, in a great house, there are of gold and silver, but also utensils of wood and earthenware, and some for honorable and noble use, and some for menial and, and ignoble use. In God's house, God does not have only perfect vessels made of gold and, and silver. He has got also vessels made out of wood and made and vessels made out of the earth. So all these vessels are for God's use. So none of these vessels must look at, 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 at his own or her own and undermine his or her own uh, look. When you look at yourself, you, you must know that you only rely upon God's doing and his blessings upon you. Don't look and undermine yourself at, uh, 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 in, in all the situations that you are actually in. Don't actually uh, blame God for the situation that you are actually under. Because God has got a mission with each and every one of us. And in his hand, just like uh, Timothy is saying, he does not have only vessels of gold and of silver. He's got also vessels of wood. He's got also vessels of even where. You might be, you might be gold. Someone else might be wood. Someone else might be uh, even. Someone else might be... Uh, 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 maybe made out of, out of, out of uh, maybe gold or silver. It is God who decides. We are not of our own making. I want to read you 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 12, verse 9, which will be my, my last verse, which is actually a consolation verse in, in the word that we are having today. Utila, Uma, Ebala, Ibala, Ingegu, Jehovah, 
Paul in Matinia was a Corinthian Abyss Billy, Isatugo, U twelve, Ivesi, U nine, Utila, Uma, Uma Epala. Uh, 12 verse 9. It's a consolation verse uh, uh, for us. Uh, uh, verse 9. <clears throat> God has, has this to say. But he said to me, my grace is enough for you. For my strength and power are made perfect and completed and show themselves most effective um, in weakness. Therefore, I will all the more a gladly glory in my weaknesses and infirmities, that the strength and power of Christ may rest upon me. That, that is the word uh, for today. God is promising us that his grace is sufficient. In the very situation that you find yourself in, in it might be a financial or economic situation that you find yourself in, uh, you find yourself challenged in. It might be work, it might maybe be where you are staying, it might be maybe health that uh, you're going through some health uh, issues. You might be going through some family uh, issues. You might be going through whatever that you might be going through. But God is saying here, uh, his grace is sufficient. He is the only one who can make us through. He's the only one who can pull us through all the challenges that we are going through. We must never lose hope. Let us stay in God's hand. He's the only one who will pull us through. May the good Lord bless us in his word. Amen. Amen. <clears throat>